welcome to the Tesla Life number 203. Here we are on the 26th of May, 2021. Welcome to the show and thanks for joining us. Today, we've got our panelists uh, ready to go to talk some more Tesla. And we've got lots to talk about this week as per usual. Uh, as, as a regular uh, co-host, Mr. Casey Green joins us. How are you today, sir? Doing pretty well. Had a day off of work, it rained. Got caught up on It stuff. rained in D.C., did it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Also joining us is our guest host, Mr. Rob Spritzer from KW area. How are you today, sir? Hey, neighbor. How's it going? <laughs> so Rob can tell us about his weather because it's exactly like my weather. <laughs> <laughs> about 10 minutes down the road, right? That's right. That's right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Rob's joining us uh, as a guest panelist tonight. We appreciate him uh, showing up on short notice. Uh, Patrick Connor couldn't join us this evening, but uh, he'll be back next week. So, oh, I uh, thought you just had me on because I have a lot of mileage on my car. <laughs> well, well, we know that just based on the title in the corner of your box that uh, obviously you've got high mileage. So. Right. Uh, what, what is, remember Rob was interviewed by us uh, quite some time ago when he hit 100,000 miles or 160,000 kilometers. What are you at now, Rob? Uh, 201, 201,000 kilometers. So, wow. I don't know, what is that? 100,000 kilometers. 150,000 miles, 140? Uh, that Something should like be, that. yeah, should be somewhere around there. Anyway, Very good. we just keep trucking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Talk about a long haul uh, Model 3. Very good. Well, uh, this evening, let's get started with uh, one to touch upon the uh, Peterson Museum uh, with the second gen Roadster appearing there. Uh, what I wanted to touch upon is we met, did mention it last week and it's still there for up to this weekend. But of course, I believe ticket sales are pretty well sold out. So you're going to have to need some sort of a minor miracle to get into the Peterson Museum. But um, what I wanted to touch upon was that uh, some of the people that went took some photographs of, of course, the car, some videos, and uh, the placard that's in front of the uh, Roadster held the little fact uh, that Elon confirmed uh, is that uh, the Roadster with the SpaceX package will do a zero to 60 mile per hour uh, run in 1.1 seconds. <laughs> So uh, that's the uh, cold thrusters doing their job uh, and propelling that car to a unworldly 1.1 seconds uh, for a production car. That's going to be pretty incredible. In fact, uh, someone did an analysis and they said that's about probably about 2.5 G's uh, on the jump. And uh, Elon had indicated it's kind of like a extreme roller coaster. And he also cautioned that if you have any type of a uh, a medical problem, uh, heart disease, or issue that you should not get on one of those hardcore roller coasters that you should probably stay out of the car if it's going to achieve that 1.1 second run uh, because uh, it's going to be a bit of a push on your body. So uh, I can, uh, I, I would love to feel that. I, I don't know what it's like. I, the I've obviously I, I felt <laughs> I, I felt it in a Model S uh, with uh, just insane mode, and uh, that to me felt like my eyes were being pushed into my sockets as we uh, jumped the gate on that. So I can't imagine uh, what a 2.2 G uh, push is going to feel like in the Roadster. Uh, 
finally a weather worthy adversary has, has, has appeared. <laughs> <laughs> I, I say know. this because I drive ludicrous every day. <laughs> well, a lot of people who have Model S's with ludicrous, they, they just say it's painful to use. <laughs> just gotta, you just got to clench your, your thigh muscles. Yeah, you <laughs> just head back you to the headrest. You got to clench up and then you press the lightning pedal yeah. and away you go. Yeah. And, and so, what is that? What is that about two point eight? Uh, my Model X is two point what seven? Two point six? Two point eight? Yeah, one or the other. They they upgraded it since I got it. It was two point nine when I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> Cheetah, right? <laughs> so so the, the this thing you before 1. the lightning 1. pedal, right? One point <laughs> one. So before before the lightning pedal can hit the hit the uh, the stop the bump stop at the bottom, you'll be extra legal. <laughs> <laughs> Boo! <laughs> yep, that's uh, it's going to be impressive uh, to see those uh, to feel that. That's going to be yes. something uh, when they come out onto the road, uh, or should I say, the the runway, uh, going yes. at that speed. If you put a little couple wings on both sides, I'm sure it would get some height. And Elon, by the way, is still talking about it hovering a bit. We don't <laughs> know what a bit is. We don't know how long. We don't know height uh but uh he doesn't want to kill anybody but uh, he said that he still wants the car to hover so uh they're not showing that at the peterson museum uh, but it's something that's supposed to come with the spacex package as well yeah definitely derek definitely would want a g-suit for that <laughs> <laughs> i mean i so, wonder if it's like vtol or if it's uh you know when it's going Who yeah knows? yeah uh -huh. it's, uh, hopefully it's still up to a meter because that'll be it, fun if it's if it's uh, hovering, can you just run over and push on it? And it just kind of floats to the side. That would be cool. <laughs> or even better, if you do push on it, does it push back? <laughs> uh, well, we'll have to see. We'll have that more fun. More fun as it comes out. So Casey's got our next story. And sure that do. one is about what? The Model S. What's going on the Model with the S, Model S? Yes. So before I jump into that, I want to say uh, uh, Derek Ludwig and Hockey Day simultaneously appeared on my screen at the same time. For oh, the it's first a tie chat. today. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so we're going to talk about the Model S delivery event that's happening on June 3rd at the, what is likely the Fremont factory. Uh, yes, definitely the Fremont factory, according to the tweet. And uh, so the, the plaid, the plaid is finally released. And, yeah, and so all week? those ones that they've been storing around the backside of the uh, the Fremont uh, factory, yeah. I guess, are going to be uh, delivered. In a week and a day. <laughs> so I we'll wonder if it's we'll... going to be a large event, like uh, kind of like what happened with the Model 3, uh, when they gave away like 20 of them on stage. I wonder if that kind of thing is going to happen, or if it's going to be something different. Unless, unless the local regs are such that they need to uh, continue... Uh, with a limited capacity, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't do it that way. Yeah. Other than the short notice, but I mean that's that's not new to them either. Short notice. <laughs> no, no, and and of course, I'm sure a lot of people that are purchasing the car are probably from the region, anyways. Like there's mm -hmm. a, probably a lot of people from the uh, San Francisco Bay Area that are purchasing cars. So you you probably have no problem drumming up 30 people uh, that are true. getting their car that day. Yeah, and. Uh, the article that we have has a picture of the uh, the steering wheel, but I have a feeling that they're all going to be yokes based on everything that we've heard. Yeah, well, that's that's the other thing is is will there be a steering wheel option? Is Elon going to go into some of the more details about the car? Uh, is there going to be 
uh, I guess, uh, a wedding of the appetite for other people? Like, is it going to go into stats and figures and, or is it going to be just a, here's your keys. See you later. <laughs> yeah. Good morning, Anders. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that'll, that'll be uh, interesting to see. Um, and if it's a, if it's any type of a live event, we'll try to see if we can cover it here. Oh, that'll be uh, fun. June the third. So uh, did they say what time? Keep that. That's probably after work. Uh, let's see. On the third is going to be uh, Thursday. They tend to do night things. Yeah. Was it a party at nine p.m. like the one hundred three reveal? Probably yeah. So. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, so keep an eye on our twitters, and and we'll let you know what's going on with that. And if you don't know, you can follow us through the week on Twitter. It's at the Tesla Life. You can also follow us on our Facebook page, which is the Tesla Life numeral one. And uh, Patrick uh, keeps that up and running for us, and we thank him for that. Hockey Day says you got to be yoking. <laughs> you got to be yoking. Yeah, that joke supreme right there. Absolutely. There we go. <laughs> okay. Next story. Um, uh, Elon, uh, I guess, uh, started a bit of rumor just by what he did after a visit to. Uh, Gigafactory Berlin. On his way back, his private jet stopped uh, just outside of London and uh, went um, was there for over a day. And uh, coincidentally, what happened was the uh, UK government uh, was, uh, they've got a, I guess, a wing in the UK government uh, that helps uh, foreign companies uh, avoid the paperwork of uh, setting up a new company within the UK. Uh, with the whole Brexit thing happening, They've tried to make it easy for uh, foreign companies to uh, use this office or this department to help them in their search for uh, starting up uh, a location in the UK. And uh, there, were a, there was a, a bid, I guess a silent bid on a piece of land. Uh, so they were, uh, it wasn't said who bid on it. Don't know if it was Tesla or not, but it was kind of coincidental that Elon showed up that same day on his private jet. Uh, and so, again, rumors about maybe a new Giga in the UK or possibly a development center in the UK uh, sprouted from this. So uh, this has happened previously in the past, uh, maybe about a year ago. Uh, but uh, this time, uh, the rumors kicked off again with, uh, with this visit of uh, his uh, private jet stopping over a day at this uh, one location in the UK. I don't think so. <laughs> All right. So uh, the rumors about the UK and Russia don't really seem plausible to me because uh, in the UK you've got a company that's exiting the, the free trade environment, so it's going to make it tougher to source your materials and then export your cars. And in Russia, they aren't... I mean, aside from their ability to get in everybody's politics, they don't actually have that much money there. So, I mean, it might be a good idea to, to, to sell cars in both places, but not necessarily build them there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't see a benefit to the UK, really, uh, because, as you mentioned, they've just gotten out of the large uh, EU. Um, Tesla's set up in the EU. So mm -hmm. really, the only cars you'd be selling in uh, the UK would be to UK residents. Yeah. And is there that many that are going to buy that many cars from Tesla? Uh, I guess we could look up the figures and see how many. I think it's pretty yeah, popular. I, 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 
I mean, Teslas are pretty popular in They are, they are UK. certainly popular, but are they, you know, Gigafactory popular? popular? <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah. It's almost uh, like setting know, something up in Canada. Could they, could they take the excess amount of, uh, you know, of uh, cars and sell them all within the UK is, is questionable. So I guess we will keep our eye on it and see if uh, there's any more uh, updates uh, as time goes along. It could also be, you know, maybe just a maybe an R&D center or something else. Uh, Tesla seems to want to maybe introduce that to a few different areas around. Uh, it could be something along that line too. So, so in the UK, uh, all electric vehicles sold thirty-one thousand seven hundred seventy-nine for Q1. So I don't I don't know that they require a gigafactory to service that. Because that's that's including Tesla, not not just Tesla. Is that three days of production? Right. <laughs> I mean, it would be nice to have more factories, but uh, what I what I suspect they'll end up doing is just pulling in Shanghai and all the other gigafactories, just expand Buffalo, expand Nevada, expand Texas, expand Berlin, and then come back around to China one more time. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see as it goes along. But uh, that is see. the rumor du jour. Otherwise, uh, Elon was just in town looking for another rave to attend, I guess. Well, that was the other thing that got me, is is that he... Would would he be the one signing the contract and, and doing the bids? I mean, because we saw with uh, Phobos and Demos and and all the other like SpaceX properties, it was like a, a joint employee, uh, one who worked for both companies. Like, uh, I don't know if it was acquisitions or legal or whatever, but it wasn't Musk. It was it was a dedicated. Well, remember, remember when Tulsa had some interest? Who showed? They up? did bring him in for that. Yeah. Elon showed up. You know, yeah. so uh, I can. But see they asked for him by name. Way. This is true. Yeah. This is true. Yeah. Doesn't Elon kind of make the final decisions? I. Probably. I think but... he's got his fingers on pretty well everything <laughs> in the company. Yes. Well, the question is, is he signing the contracts? <laughs> well, you know, uh, this wouldn't be a contract signing thing, maybe even at that point. It would be just, he's, as, you know, he's there holding up his, is, uh, he's bidding. He's, I'm he's bidding. looking at it going, does it, <laughs> is it going to get my stamp of approval or not? You know? Yeah, he could be looking at the site. That makes sense. Yeah. On to our next story, and this story is tunneling under the streets of Las Vegas, of course. Uh, oh, yes. The, uh, the, the Vegas Loop, uh, which uh, is going to be in full operation under their contract starting in June with the first trade show that's hitting the Las Vegas Convention Center, uh, has become a testing site uh, today uh, where um, uh, people that were in the area and wanted to could have signed up via the website and uh, they were trying to do a capacity test uh, on the three stations. Uh, so they had uh, many volunteers show up. Uh, some prizes were given away uh, as people showed up. And then uh, they were loaded and unloaded from the cars and stations multiple times as they tried to get a, I guess, a count on uh, how cars, uh, how many people could be moved uh, per minute, per car, uh, per hour and uh, wanted to see how smooth the transition would happen with cars loading and unloading and then getting back into the tunnels. So uh, that has been going on uh, this afternoon, and uh, I understand it may even continue sometime into tomorrow, but uh, there's been a number of different media uh, groups that have submitted things through Twitter and such uh, with people driving around and 
showing videos of the car going the you know 30 to 39 miles an hour in the tunnels with a driver of course uh, mm. a driver is in place as we had uh, understood from the beginning that uh, it would start that way so yeah. uh the tunnels are in operation and they are getting ready for their i guess june 1st uh, debut with the first convention that's coming in yep they're not even using regular autopilot and and it looks like the drivers were prepared uh, to, to face the media, like they they knew what they could answer and how far they could answer, and, and other parts like, oh, we're looking into that, or I can't say. <laughs> uh, but I was excited to see um, the bypass feature. Uh, in the video I watched, the guy went from station one to station three, and uh, they drove through station two, but they didn't stop or slow down. And uh, so I think that, 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 well, it won't do anything for the naysayers right now, but once it starts doing that on, on auto, I think that will help uh, them realize how this is different from a subway in some ways because you don't have to stop at all the stops just because the people in the middle want to stop there. If you want to go from one to three, you can. And uh, and then the people who want to get on, they're the ones who are waiting, not the people who are in transit. So I'm excited and it'd be great to see this thing running at a faster speed and with uh, some sort of automation, even if the driver is still there, but like basic autopilot, full self-drive, who knows? Yeah, just gradually step into it. Yeah. So and more uh, stops. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's the other thing is, as I understand, they are working on the other one, uh, which is going to go to resorts. Um, so that's that's ongoing progress that's happening as well, uh, just outside of the media view, because of course it's not connected to the main tunnel as of yet. Yep. Oh, that also answered uh, one of our questions. We were asking if it was going to go up and down at every station. Uh, so it just stays down, and, and it just passed straight through Station 2. Uh, you can see the people loading and unloading, uh, but it, it was not even roped off. It was just paint that, uh, that the people shouldn't be in that through throughway. Um, I don't know how fast they'll be able to get going, but uh, <laughs> um, obviously they're going to have to do something to keep the uh, pedestrians away from, from the, the through fare. But uh, it's it's exciting. Yeah, so it's it's kind of like a, 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 I guess a bus terminal. If you ever been to a larger yeah. bus terminal where the buses come in on an angle, uh, where the vehicles not only can come in on the angle, stop, and people can get out, get back in, then they don't have to reverse out of the spot. They just turn their wheel and then head back out onto the uh, onto the uh, uh, towards the tunnel entrance. So. There's no reversing. You can still, there's enough room for that car just to park, disembark people, get new people on, and then turn the wheel and, and be on its way to the next station. Yep. And then it looks like, um, obviously queuing with humans will be pretty much like a, a stop sign or an intersection right now, but queuing for the computer should be like, uh, you know, you're waiting in line for a second or three, and the next thing you know, you're running at full speed. So that'll be fun to see. Right. It should, uh, should allow them the, uh, the capacity that they've promised so it'll be exciting and, to see. And, and just ahead. like the day when they first introduced it, there was Model X, Model Y, and Model 3. Yes. And the we Model... had a few people comment saying that the slowest vehicle to load up seemed to be the X for some reason. <laughs> it's got the slowest doors. The doors, yeah. <laughs> and and then so... nobody knows how to operate them. Yeah, the, the guy I saw, he manually closed the door. And at the end, the guy's like, no, I got, I got this. Which is something I, I, I would tell people when they ride in my cars. No, no, I, I got it. <laughs> I got the doors for you. Yeah, and then PC the, is uh, the door service. Yes. <laughs> and and, and, and uh, the one that this guy was riding in was a five seat, and nobody was wearing their seatbelt. Uh, so you could hear the whole nice. video boop, 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 boop. <laughs> 
seatbelt warning the whole well, way. That's just the yeah. front passenger, right? The front passenger and the two in the back. The driver was the only one wearing the seatbelt when I saw the screen. Yeah, but the, the digging comes from the front passenger, not the oh, rear. No, oh, the no, it comes for from everybody. the back. Oh, it comes from the back, too? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I guess I've had mine on baby seat mode for way too long. Ah, <laughs> that's what's going on. Okay. Yeah. Well, with that, uh, with speaking of Model 3s and Model Ys, uh, Rob's got a story for us about uh, some price is changing. Yeah, so it seems like Tesla continues to raise prices on uh, Model 3s and Model Ys in the U.S., um, Model 3 SR Plus now up to 39.9, um, so they're up about two, well, $3,000, right? They used to be 36.9 at some point, and uh, Model Y is up another $500 as well, and uh, I don't think, you know, Tesla doesn't see a demand issue, so keep raising prices to increase, um, you know, profitability. Uh, they haven't done anything in Canada because... Um, Canadian pricing is already a little bit out of whack with the uh, exchange rate, so uh, just holding the line there. So is this the fifth or sixth price range? Uh, Man, price it's, it's, yeah, I was going to say it's, <laughs> I think it's six. Support. It's six. So uh, buy one today. Tomorrow it's going up again. <laughs> there is uh, some speculation uh, yeah. that uh, part of the reason, you know, it could be in rising costs. Okay, possibly. For could sure. Could be inflation. Uh, it could be a combination, but there's also the speculation that a lot of groups believe that the U.S. is going to reintroduce a EV credit uh, for $10,000 or $7,500, somewhere in that range. And uh, some of the speculation is, is that uh, Tesla will be able to partake, basically, in that, uh, in that uh, rebate. And then additionally... Um... They sold out for the quarter of Model 3s and Model Ys, so um, if if that price increase doesn't slow you down, why not take a little bit of extra off the table? And then also tell you you're not getting your car till September or whatever. June? Yeah. September. <laughs> September. I mean, I work in the metal fabrication industry, and uh, material prices are out of control. So I think a lot of it has to do with that, but... You know, I think they're also not raising prices in here in Canada because uh, they're already it's already out of whack with the exchange rate. You know, the exchange rate has the dollars have become uh, much closer uh, in the last six months. And Tesla hasn't made any price changes here. It's they haven't lowered prices or anything. So even with the three thousand dollar increase in the U.S., it's still uh, cheaper to buy uh Tesla in the U.S. than it is to buy one here. Yeah, because they've always said that they want it to be uh, the same worldwide, minus the local fees. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing they had a cap on it. <laughs> minus the local fees, and uh, and and so I'm wondering if that will, if that change in the exchange rate plus your guys' taxes, I wonder if that makes it so they don't need to do another adjustment so soon. Possibly. Because effectively, your price was already higher to begin with, so they didn't need to raise it. Aren't really local fees i don't believe on automotive um, uh, automotive no i think here. i think we're a free trade on that yeah and yeah. and taxes come in after the fact so uh i mean if you look at a lot of the other manufacturers uh vehicles are actually cheaper here factoring in the exchange oh, uh, really? even the upcoming vehicles like the hummer ev is going to be cheaper in canada than in the u.s at least you guys you guys having the uh, the penalty just for having the uh, the loony over there <laughs> uh, well, I mean, with the current exchange rate, uh, for oh, example, gotcha, gotcha. 
for example, the Hummer EV is coming out here for 113,000 in, in the US. Well, that's Canadian. Yeah, but it's 115 US. <laughs> oh, so yeah, very. It's a good example. <laughs> you know, yeah, it, it really depends on the vehicle, but in a lot of cases, it's cars are cheaper here. In a lot of cases, not all cases, but so Rob, you're saying in your industry that you're seeing crazy price oh, increases on raw material. Steel, steel is insane. Steel yeah. is uh, triple what it was, wow. almost triple in uh, in the last year. Steel and yeah. wood, and wood. Steel and, yeah. and and lumber, but there's no lumber in the Tesla cars unless you count the air, <laughs> air conditioning mount right in the Model Y. <laughs> I don't think that's wood anymore. <laughs> I wonder if they have any as a, as a seat board underneath uh, all the layers of the of the chair. I tell you, it was just a joke. What about they, that? They wood, did at one wood, point that wood finish across the front of the. Ah, uh, yes. Plate. There you go. That's right. <laughs> the wood you, laminate. Wood yes. laminate. Yeah, it's so thick. Are you, are you sure you don't want a white one? Because uh, that wood's going to set you back. That wood. That wood is now triple. Absolutely. <laughs> Stay clear of that. <laughs> so I mean I, I would have no doubt that there's there's at least a thousand dollars in there for increased material costs you know maybe fifteen hundred but probably not all of it but some of it definitely yeah know. well just the last three they have been five hundred dollar bumps each time so the last three is fifteen hundred dollars right there so um, I mean the that's... other possibility is the chip shortage and they're just having to pay more for electronics and things as well yeah okay well with that on to our next story and uh, since we already talked about the three and the y casey's got a story about an s let's talk about the model s yeah <laughs> uh i was gonna go further with that but i don't want to get this copyright strike <laughs> for lyrics <laughs> uh so in um gate mills ohio the police department has sprung for a model s as their uh, as their car how about wow that? so there's yeah. a I, I've, I can only recall one other S in a police department, and that was in Fremont when they bought a right. used Model S. And this is right. the same situation. There, that was a donation or a seizure. This one is definitely a donation from uh, one of the uh, one of the um, local residents there, and the donor is paying the cost of converting the vehicle to police regulations as well. So they don't even have that cost on it. Wow. Cool. So it's basically a free Model S patrol car. Yep. So either this person is uh, getting some free speeding tickets, or they really care about <laughs> clean air. <laughs> this person has got a, a lifetime invitation to the policeman's ball, obviously. Yes. <laughs> wow. So uh, Model S donated to the Gate Mills, Ohio Police Department. Very cool. Yeah, but this is a great car to, to, to be a patrol car. It's, it's big enough for them. It can fit their gun belts and uh, all the idling they do. And it can keep the HVAC running the whole time as well. And, and if they have any sort of solar on the police department or wherever the, this car is charged at, then, then it can actually be literally zero emissions after construction. So it's a good move. Very good. Very good. I, I could offer a counterpoint. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, well, you know, it's a bad look on the police department to have uh, Model S, you know, even if it was donated because the general public is it's not, not aware um, of that fact, are they? right, exactly. They, they wouldn't be able to, and they are going to rail on the police for wasting taxpayers money on basically a, what, uh, ultra luxury car, like, because 
general public mm-hmm. looks at Tesla like, uh, wow, uh, you must it be rich, rich, rich. <laughs> Well, <laughs> they look at it like an exotic car, uh, put it that way. You know, even with even with the Model Three, it's like nobody can afford that, right? That's ninety. Nobody can afford a Camry, <laughs> right? Right, but but the public is misinformed. They are, they are. So. But the the beauty of it is, as we saw with um, several of the police departments when they put their books out, is that you can see that they're saving taxpayer money. Uh, all you got to do is get past the loud ones and and get the folks who are actually paying to see that they're actually fostering um, as as good stewards of the money. Because they're putting less out in tires, they might not put out less in tires. But so far, most people less in tires, less in maintenance. Less most in people fuel. don't look into it like that. They just, just the automatic assumption, right? They just screw blurt out. They hate <laughs> screw them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, as an example, where Mark and I live, uh, yeah. the city bought uh, a lot of electric cars for city purposes. Do you know how many Teslas they bought? Zero. And why is that? Because it would Optics. look bad. Optics, perfect optics. You know, they could have bought Model 3 SR Plus. Nope. Hyundai Kona. Uh, well, at I, least it was EV, but I mean. Yep. They bought if, a pile if gonna, of them. If you're going to complain loudly, you need to look at the books before you start complaining. So, so well, they, they have <laughs> to choose vehicles based on optics. It's pretty pretty funny because people complain. If, if they look at the Hyundai Kona, they don't know how expensive it is. They, they go, oh, it's, it's a Hyundai. Hyundai. <laughs> right? It's a Hyundai. It must be cheap, right? They have no idea yeah. that it's a $45,000 car. Yeah. yeah, but but here they would complain. Oh, that's not an American car. <laughs> so well, you complain about really that squeezed. as much. Well, yeah, but here here you're really squeezed for it because uh, you get you get to pick. Uh, basically, it's Ford, uh, GM, and Tesla. <laughs> and then, like you said, when you when you buy the Tesla, they the screamers start. Well, when we when we were looking at all these police departments switching in the U.S. to Model Threes, they're all coming from Dodge Chargers. Like mm-hmm. that just seems to be the the patrol car of choice now in the police department since the Crown Vic uh, dropped out uh, from Ford. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's less gas than the uh, Explorer, which yeah. is their other one. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The Explorer is another one, and that's even used uh, here as well. So that's uh, that's a popular one as well. Yeah, I wonder how many we'll see convert to the Lightning instead of the Explorer. How many Cybertrucks are going to be police cars? A ton. Oh, <laughs> SWAT teams everywhere. <laughs> Zombie <Yes>. apocalypse. <laughs> I can't wait for that. Hopefully they wrap them all. That way you don't get the uh, Yeah, I, I hope they wrap them too. Oh, and by the way, if, you, if you've if you got a Cybertruck ordered, just remember, that thing is going to be hot as a skillet in the summer sun. So uh, you may want to think about a wrap, uh, especially if you've got kids around you to driveway, because that stainless steel thing is going to be like a skillet. Make sure to have some eggs with you just in case you get hungry. No, you'll be able to fry <laughs> eggs on that thing all day long in the summer. But uh, you don't want your kids touching it or leaning up against it. Uh, yeah. It's it's a hot car. I've heard that from DeLorean owners, uh, that they had that problem, that it gets hot. Uh, so so hot when, I was a kid, when I was so, a kid, the playground used to be made of metal. And yes. Yeah, yeah. Remember <laughs> that? Remember going down that the slide, slide in, in mid-July? <laughs> Look out. Look out. So oh, keep man. that in mind, uh, Cybertruck owners or reservation holders. That's why I'm hoping that when he said no door handles, that he meant Model X style and not Mustang mach style. Yeah. Because yeah. if you don't got to touch it, then, then it doesn't matter you as much. don't want to touch it. Trust <laughs> yes. me. It's going to be a hot vehicle in a number of ways. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> uh, 
Next story, we move on to uh, a hot space. Uh, this is Modesto, California. Apparently, the Frito-Lay, uh, I guess, distribution center there is yeah. scheduled to receive the first Tesla megachargers for their fleet of semis uh, that they have ordered. Uh, they're supposed to be receiving in their first run about 15 trucks. I think they've got a, a, a few dozen on order. Uh, but uh, this, uh, the first 15 are, I guess, imminent. And uh, someone in Modesto caught a building permit order uh, for the build-out of the mega chargers uh, that are going to be placed there. And uh, uh, surprisingly enough, Modesto, this Modesto Frito-Lay uh, uh, location already even has some other chargers in its parking lot. So uh, these are going to be added. The, the mega chargers are going to be added to the same section. Uh, they have not been built yet. It was just a permit at the point uh, where someone found it. But uh, it, they're clearly going to be visible from the road uh, because it's, it's really close to a public road and it's not blocked <laughs> by a fence or anything. So I'm sure we'll start to get reports of people that are driving by the area looking for construction updates uh, as they start to do things in that particular parking lot. So, At least the drone uh, army. <laughs> this yeah, this will be this this will be the first uh, in hopefully uh, a bunch uh, that gets added uh, to the charging infrastructure for these private trucking companies that have ordered the Tesla Semi, and uh, I'm excited to start seeing uh, some of this uh, progress happen and start to see some of these trucks on the road. Yeah, and uh, like like you mentioned, there's already a supercharger there, and. Uh, V3s at that. So at this point, what I, uh, as my running theory is that the, the V3 cabinets are megachargers. And so uh, mm. what I'm hoping we'll see is they just dump a couple of them down with the new connector for the, for the semi truck and they're, they're ready to go in appropriate parking. Uh, and in fact, I had a theory that uh, perhaps the, uh, if they do give us faster supercharging, that the Cybertruck, well, those wider stalls, maybe right. they, they do two to a uh, charger like we used to have, but without the split. And so you'd have 500 per truck. So towing would be the same speed as not towing with your truck. Yeah. That'd be cool. But uh, we'll have to see uh, as this starts to roll along. Obviously, they're concentrating on people that have already bought the truck and, of course, have dedicated runs uh, for those trucks. So having it at their distribution center uh, is, is going to be a big plus where they can charge them overnight and be ready for their runs in the morning uh, or afternoon and uh, maybe even stop in for a quick uh, top up at lunch. So um, uh, certainly uh, as these trucking companies start to uh, use the trucks, uh, they they have the advantage uh, that others don't. That they know their runs. They know exactly yeah. how long they are. They know uh, exactly uh, what type of vehicles, what type of weight they're pulling. All that stuff's already been calculated. The fleet managers are on top of this. So uh, purchasing these vehicles is just basically a math equation as to where to put those chargers so that the trucks can get their daily runs done. The beauty of Frito-Lay is they're all in chips. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty late for the cargo. <laughs> the, product, uh, product may settle well uh, under shipping. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Half a bag. Yes. So the uh, the other thing the other thing as you mentioned is you know while they're on lunch break, literally since they're commercial operators they need they need to take their their uh, DOT mandated breaks and so this is the perfect opportunity to handle that. So 
Yep, so long as they're in an area where they can plug in, you know, uh, charging for half an hour is all they're going to need to almost uh, top up to 80%. Yep. So, with that, on to our next story. And Rob's got one that he's experienced personally. As I have. <laughs> yeah, as you have as well? As I have, yes. So, uh, this has to do with uh, the Model 3 um, getting... Tesla being proactive about uh, the upper control arms. Uh, everyone knows, everyone who's had an early Model 3 knows about the squeaking issues that uh, come eventually. They're going to come for you. And uh, Tesla's been proactively injecting urethane into the bushings to seal them. Apparently, the new uh, control arms are sealed from the factory, but the original ones were not. So apparently, some owners are getting notified in their Tesla app that uh, they should come in for service and have the urethane injected. Now, I have not personally been notified, but uh, hoping for it, you know, anything to make it last longer. So is this actually injected into the control arm or is this like a, a seal around it? Do we know? Just says something about they add urethane and they're, and I read about this story on my own uh, at some point and I'm, I'm crossing my fingers that they're going to reimburse owners uh, who have had to replace control arms because of this known defect and uh, cross my fingers, but I'm not expecting too much, you know? Yeah. yeah there's uh, certainly in the first, the first runs of the uh, model three for quite some time. They they've had this issue uh, on my trip to California. I discovered it uh, as I started to come back, uh, the car started to squeak on one of the control arms. And uh, yeah. Tesla, of course, replaced it under warranty since I was under warranty at that point. Uh, but I asked, well, what about the other one? And they said, well, it's not making it's a on noise. You, buddy. And, I, and I, said, <laughs> but, I said, but it's going to, is it not? Obviously, there's a defect. Um, but, that was me uh, with the Model S handles. <laughs> they, they want it to squeak before they're going to do anything. So It's uh, going to break before we fix it. But I'm like, yeah, aren't they all exactly. the same design? Yeah, but no, it's got to break first. I'm like, yeah <laughs> intentionally so, break it and then and then the well, then i had five other breakage so that was good but <laughs> oh man and, so, and of um, course uh it unlike uh some of the older cars uh out there that would have like a uh, uh a point where you can inject grease into that uh control arm uh, these hitting. are all sealed units so you you yeah. can't well, do any maintenance to them to prevent it Apparently the original ones were not sealed and that's why they're injecting urethane. Ah, okay. So now they're sealed. They, they okay. have revised the part design, but, but the original ones were not. Yeah. Derek yes. was asking what, what year model and it doesn't say, um, so hopefully 2018, they, 2018. Yeah. And 2019. I'm not sure about 2019, but definitely mm -hmm. all of the 2018s. This guy uh, here from Drive Tesla Canada got his done uh, on his 19. Now, what would be nice is if they would uh, do some proactive uh, suspension work on the Model X, but that's wishful thinking. <laughs> oh, for the shutter? So yes. That, is that a common problem across the X's? Not if you ask Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Mine's well, been in for it, well, and it started to re redevelop it. I guess but... if, if you have an older Model 3 and uh, you're concerned, uh, 
go into the app and indicate that uh, you'd like this uh, addressed and yep. uh, send it in as a service request. And uh, if they're if they believe your car is not within that uh, particular warranty group, uh, they'll let you know. Oh, they uh, will. We'll <laughs> they will. So yeah, Derek, just put in a, a mobile service appointment and see if they reject it, and you'll be good to go. Uh, so the let me see if it says what bulletin. Um, it doesn't say the bulletin number, but the repair correction is uh, it says concern reseal front upper arm upper control arm ball joints, and then the correction was. Uh, reseal uh, around both front upper control arm ball joints with urethane model three. You know, that's probably got to be the most common issue with the model three, the upper control arms. It's just almost and, and everyone. The, and the air filters. <laughs> oh, and the smelly air filters? <laughs> yes. I don't even think that's as common as this. Oh, you know, wow. no, I mean, Okay, Certainly I had this. Every, it, it seems that almost every early Model 3 has had a control arm issue. Like every, right. everyone I've talked to uh, yeah. that had the car that I bought, um, they've all had that issue happen to them. It's so weird, too. I mean, I had one go out, and the other one, still original, no problems. Just the one went out. So that was at a, so about, a, about 120,000. Was it your driver's side yes. uh, that went out? Yes. Mine, too. Mine, too. So what? my other. My other one has, has been no problem so far. Not no, passenger away. side is perfectly fine. Yeah, it's just the driver's side. Yeah. So it's what? almost like they're two two separate ones or or half the batch wasn't uh, you know filled. The others were fine. I don't know. Maybe yeah, maybe that's get Larry case. off the line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mine went so, out at 120,000 on the driver's side and the passenger side we're at 100 we're at 201 and it's still fine. So did they cover it or did they charge you? No, they charge me. Of course they charge me. Maybe you get your money back now. Two, $210 plus labor. And the labor is the killer. It's not the part. $195 an hour. <laughs> uh, $175 Canadian. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, which is crazy because when we when first got the car in 2018, labor rate was $125 an hour Canadian. So under 100 bucks US an hour. And then wow. just overnight, one night, it went from 125 to 175 They didn't tell anyone. It was just like real quiet. I think ours you... used to be like 95 and then it went to 130 at the shop I was working at the time. There and you go. Now it's 195. Yeah, I don't think the market here would bear the one the 195, but uh 95 to 130 sounds like our pricing. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, I've got a photo to share with you guys. So All you right. Can check I like this photos. out here. Let's share this photo. Oops. There it is. Screen. <laughs> Oh, wrong screen. Where is it? It is here. Oh, look at that. And here. <laughs> Whoa. That's great. That looks perfect. There, there it is. Oh. Heck this are you looking at? is at uh, the Gigafactory Texas. And what you're looking at is the front end casting of Model Ys. But I thought that Giga Texas wasn't online yet. It's ah. not. <laughs> the GigaPress is up and running, obviously, because they're pumping out the front assemblies of Model Ys like crazy. Now, this, of course, could certainly still be just testing, uh, or they could be storing them for future use. Uh, really don't know, because, of course, the factory's not online yet. Sure. Uh, but uh, these parts are now being produced and being shipped to a corner of the, uh, of the open landscape uh, there in Texas. 
uh, so that they have, and they've stack. got a lot of room, so they could, they could pack up a lot of these things. Three cars but, per stack. Three cars per stack. Yep. One, two. Three. So, uh, could be some testing. Oh, it looks like one fell into the weeds here at the front. <laughs> I don't want that, that one, car. <laughs> that's a bad one there. You don't you don't want that one. But uh, the uh, the rest look okay. But uh, yeah. So so again, does the factory necessarily need to be open for it to be uh, productive? Apparently well, not. As long as Apparently I've got electricity, not. I guess. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it is. Uh, it is starting. And um, I don't put well, anything past is... Tesla these days. You know. Yeah. They they but sandbag we... numbers. They're just sandbagging on everything. You know. Almost oh well, everything. it's going to take until that this time. It's going to take until. You know, we're not doing that yet. We're it's going to be a ways off. We're not going to make that much money. You know. Uh, here's our profit margin. Here's our sales yeah. for the quarter. They just sandbag <laughs> everything. Everything but autopilot dates. Yes, yes. <laughs> Everything the there, there are, are exceptions. Yes. Yeah, that's the exception. Uh, I want I wonder um because the, the we saw with Fremont that the Gigapress doesn't really have a closed building. I wonder if that has aided with this. But of course, well, you know, uh, they're also building this, cars this and certainly, Giga, Giga <laughs> Texas certainly has a closed uh, a closed building. It's yeah. just that they've kept an entire wall open uh, because right. you can see the that allows the drones to come in and photograph right, during the day. Right, right, exactly. So is that uh, on purpose? Is that probably is something that, in the contract with the is drone that advertising operators. for them? Yeah, exactly. I, I wonder if it's a way to scare the competition because you know if if the drone army is allowed to come by and take these shots and then you know everybody else is shaking in their boots and then everybody's jumping to get rid of the fossil cars because they can't keep up. Maybe, maybe. I was thinking what, kind of, what might be a really, uh, really funny one is if uh, Tesla was doing something to, you know, that, that, that they weren't actually doing, but they were making it look like they were doing it so that when drones <laughs> shot footage, then the competitors would go, oh, my God, we got, we got to do that. And it's like some it's like a dead end street for them. Psyops. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'd be cool. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows what kind of games they're playing? Uh, because you're right, they, they do sandbag some numbers, certainly. Uh, so uh, they may be playing uh, playing fast and loose uh, to scare the competition. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? And, and they've, got, they've got video of, of these things operating with that wall missing, like like Mark said. So this is for real. But, but the question well, is, the practice like, or is it like the hot wheel behind me, right? That's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. Uh, with that, on to our next story, and this one is about, miraculously, the Model 3s and Model Ys are starting to roll out again. And what's that about, Rob? Right. So, uh, you know, I don't know if anyone has been around their Tesla um, service center or delivery center lately, but uh, there were no cars like a m month ago, and now, and now they're just parked full of cars and everyone knows Tesla sold out for the quarter and these are all customers cars they've just been sitting there and they're finally just uh, gonna get ready to deliver them now because something about they've been delaying for the visual uh, autopilot and as far as we understand they've gotten rid of the radar sensors so they're just waiting on software and now they've updated their website and it says that all cars will be uh, may not have all the features until software is available for them. Yep. So they've just been delaying the deliveries until the software is ready. Seems to me. So I was wondering if if they if the software was late or if they did this because they couldn't get enough radars. 
because it seems that, that that something didn't line up in their plans in order to cause this much of a, of a stoppage. I mean, because you already had Model S and Model X down for the count. And then, and then, and then they started stockpiling Model 3s and Model Ys. It's like, uh, something is weird here. Yeah, that's that's the weird thing. Is that about about four weeks ago, I went by our local Tesla dealership, and they had I'm sorry showroom, and they had showroom. Uh, <laughs> they they had the lot absolutely filled with Model Threes uh, and Ys. Every every parking spot was filled, and I was going, Are they moving that many cars? I know they sold out. Are these all customer cars? That are in, are they getting tractor trailer deliveries every day? As because the parking lot wasn't. It was empty. Out. It was completely empty. It started if, that way, yeah. If but... you were there like two weeks before that, there were no cars there. Zero. Right. So, so it filled up overnight, basically, and then it remained filled for the next two weeks as I was watching every once in a while I go by. And uh, I have a buddy that ordered a Model Y, and he still didn't have his VIN number up until yesterday. Hmm. And uh, all of a sudden... When this came out about the software and uh, that it was, you know, they were switching to Tesla Vision, uh, the uh, then these owners started to get called up and say, "Hey, you can come get your car now. Uh, you just got to sign a waiver to indicate that you know that some of the features aren't going to be available immediately, and they will be loaded up later via software." And uh, everyone started to get the call, and uh, the app started to ring and buzz and let people know that they could sign up for delivery days. So there was this space of about, I would say, two and a half weeks at least. Those cars were just sitting there and nothing was going on. But they were they were customer cars for that location, for people in that area, because um, the Tesla had shipped those vehicles out so that uh, something could be added to them before the customer got them. But uh, it seems that uh, they've decided that, you know, uh, based on the end of the quarter coming uh, about a month away now, uh, they decided that okay, we got to do something else. We got to put a, a disclaimer on them, let people know that the the software is going to update over a period of time, and they can start getting their cars now. So we got to get them out before the end of the quarter. So yeah. I wonder if this is also what was holding up the SNX though, because uh, they also got their uh, uh, launch date pretty much the same time that they announced the Tesla Vision was a thing, and seems seems kind of a convenient. Uh, correlation there, and at the same time, I'm I'm hoping that uh, the folks that are getting both of these cars, somebody that's getting a refresh Model S, and somebody that's getting a Model Three or Model Y with no radar, if they would take off uh, their their you know see if there's a uh, a connection for the radar, see see if it exists. <laughs> yeah, like if it was you, planned if, or not. If, what a if harness. You knew where it was. Yeah. Um, and certainly they they had said on the Tesla website because they've taken radar off of it and said it's just Tesla vision now. So yeah. there's no radar indicator at all as the beginning of um, apparently May. So we'll have to see. I, I'm going to certainly uh, be interested to hear my buddy's picking up his car on Friday and uh, this Friday, tomorrow, or not wow. tomorrow, the next day. But uh, I'll be interested to hear what he gets told uh, when he's picking up the car, uh, if he can get any more details uh, as to what's there, what's not there, uh, no what's coming out shortly. So, <laughs> no summon, yeah. Uh, and so the the, the uh, build date for those is is May of 2021. So, if you if you get a May 2021, we're curious if you if you have radar harnesses or not. Would you have to go? Would you know where that is? Uh, where those harnesses would be? 
Um, no, it's behind the bumper. No. But I wonder if you can reach bumper. it. I wonder if you can reach it without uh, without you know just by taking the front tub out without having to take your bumper so, off. So we're not we're not saying go out and take no, if, the bumper if you're, anybody. So if, if 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 you have the skills to do this <laughs> and you know where to look, um, go ahead. It's not it's not it's not like if you can get to it from the front tub, it's a lot easier. But if you got to take the bumper off, there's a huge chance you could scratch or chip your paint. So uh, if you don't know what you're doing, don't don't do it just for our curiosity. Don't do it. Exactly. <laughs> Just like those people that were looking for the heated steering wheel. Do not take your steering wheel apart. Unless you know what you're doing. <laughs> do not do it. Uh, yes. <laughs> well, uh, Tess, the last story of the evening, the honor goes to Mr. Green. What's going yes. on there? So we've seen that you don't need um, walls to have a Giga Press running, but maybe you need electricity. <laughs> so... <laughs> uh, we were wondering if Patrick's minions uh, have been trying to sabotage uh, Mark's bet here. And over in uh, Germany, <laughs> there's been a little bit of sabotage. Uh, and, and I would say alleged sabotage, but no, they admitted to it. And uh, <laughs> Of course. <laughs> yes. So they, they cut the lines going to uh, Gigafactory uh, Berlin. And um, before the show, Mark and I were saying that, you know, that, that was extremely uh, bold. Because if you don't know what you're doing for the kind of power that this plant is going to need uh they very easily could have killed themselves and uh it's, it's surprising that they uh they were able to, to to pull this off without injuring themselves uh but, so this uh, group who's against tesla uh setting up and running um i hope they're not the same group that's the environmental group because of course with them cutting the cables they started a forest fire yeah <laughs> <laughs> But maybe it's another one of those, uh, you know, one of those uh, groups that's uh, very, very hypocritical. They just want what they want, and, and they just say whatever needs to be said to get it to happen. Oh no, the cardboard forest! Uh, and then the really, is, they, they burn the cardboard forest themselves. <laughs> exactly. So these these cables, I've seen pictures of it previously. Is that they laid them on the ground in a fenced area that ran beside an access road. Uh, these were temporary uh, to yeah. get power to the plant. Uh, but uh, I guess one of these groups went in and uh, snipped the cables, and uh, they were flailing them around, and apparently uh, caught some uh, wood on fire, and uh, part of the forest started on fire. It was about 3.30 in the morning. Uh, the Brandenburg Fire Department was called. They got out there. They got the fire out, and there wasn't any delay to construction because they got it all squared away uh, before the day started. <laughs> So. This is awesome. And then don't forget, this plant is going to be solar powered, so um, that, that probably would have just lowered their input or, uh, had this thing been running. Uh, one yeah. of the commenters on the article said, did they file proper paperwork and get an environmental study approved before setting fire to the, <laughs> the, the power cables the in the forest? <laughs> <laughs> Were they wearing safety vests when they went out there and clipped those cables? Proper PPE. Very important. <laughs> yes. That's what we want to know. Were they keeping social distance while they were the planning <laughs> stages in the guy's basement? Uh, but... <laughs> oh, oh, man. man. Crazy, crazy stuff. But uh, as Tesla gets larger and larger and builds in more and more different areas, uh, you're going to get the nuts coming out. It's just a fact of life. Uh, the yeah. more people you expose to this, you're going to get some radicals uh, rolled into it. So. Yeah, I agree, Derek. At least Derek nobody says, was hurt. And, uh, Derek says he hopes it wasn't one of the groups that builds uh, fossil cars. <laughs> I agree. Hopefully not. Cause Sponsoring them. That's yeah. bad. <laughs> that, would, that would be really bad. Well, there's there's quite a few. 
<laughs> yes. In Germany. Uh, you guys saw the the uh, news story off track, but the the uh, was it Royal uh, Dutch, Dutch Shell was sued uh, yes. by a group, and uh, the court in is was it Denmark uh, indicated that they were going to have to. Uh, uh, cut emissions by 45% instead of 20%, uh, which yep. they were already going to do. Um, so, uh, but now they have to do is, it faster. This is a group <laughs> that is uh, going after them in the courts and making making a change there. So this is the first of its kind. And then ExxonMobil got uh, yeah. activist investors, get two people on the board to make them go faster. <laughs> yeah. At least two. At least two. <laughs> they so, said the, so, other, the other votes are very close to, uh, for oh. number three and four. Excellent. Hmm. So moving in the right direction. If, yep. Even Everybody if you're an oil moving. company, if you don't uh, believe in climate numbered. change, your days are numbered. Well, they so. call themselves energy companies. Get with the program. Yeah. Not Exxon. <laughs> no, the Exxon doesn't call themselves energy <laughs> <company>. <laughs> Exxon is one of the few that hasn't diversified at all. I mean, how many power companies did Shell buy? Like at least three in Europe and the U.S., right? Yeah, I so. don't know. I do not know. Well, with that, uh, that uh, wraps up the show. And uh, let's go to shout outs. We'll start with Casey. What have you got happening this week, Casey? Well, got a couple of videos coming out for you. And uh, we just did one on, um, well, I did the test box. And then we did uh, a Sunday stream on the Ford Lightning. So uh, if you don't know, on Sundays, I run a two hour live stream on not just Tesla, but also anything green living and, and environmentalism. And so if you're interested in that, uh, youtube.com slash Casey Green. Catch more of us. Very good. And uh, Rob, our special guest today, thank you again for uh, filling in and helping us out today. Do you have a plug or anything you'd like to promote at the end of the show here? I'm just a Tesla owner <laughs> loving life, you know? Can't wait for my cyber a good truck. Time. Can't wait for my Cybertruck. Can't wait to drive my Model 3 every day. Um, look me up on uh, this side. High Mileage Rob on Twitter, at High Mileage Rob. And, uh, yeah, just just driving around. Living the dream. Oh, Living oh, the yeah. dream. Uh, <laughs> Dave B. was asking about the, uh, the Starlink FCC challenge. Uh, I think that that is a case of... Uh, somebody who can't compete trying to uh, tie up the legal system to, to get what they want. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're saying there's no way we can compete with this. Please stop them. Got a little story there. Uh, oh. I know a friend who's a Bell Tech, and yeah. he was installing uh, service up north in a remote area. And you can see the Wi-Fi, and it said uh, Virgin. And he said he was putting in 5 meg service, but the neighbors must have had Starlink because you can also see that network. And I said, hey, just tell them, tell them that the neighbors is uh, way better. And he goes, I get fired, even though it's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's certainly making big differences for people that aren't connected uh, to, uh, you know, a, a, I guess a uh, high population uh, network that uh, it's made a big difference for the, the northern people uh, that uh, do not have those type of connections. Are you saying five megs is no good? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, it's getting uh, better too, based on everything I'm hearing from from uh, owners. Wait, uh, wait to you know these RVers and stuff can just roam with yes. them. That's going to be you know 
there'll be no choice for them but to take it. Uh, <laughs> run with it at home, and then when you're going RV and you just pack up the router and the dish, and you've got internet anywhere you anywhere you stop. Yeah. And so, and and in some cases, they're even testing it on U.S. Air Force planes as they're flying. So uh, who knows? You may be able, to be able to stream as you're driving too. Who knows where that's going? Absolutely. Uh, well, with that, we want to thank everyone uh, for joining us this evening. Uh, if you haven't already, please give us a thumbs up at this point. Uh, press the subscribe button if you haven't already. That helps us out and supports the show. And uh, we want to thank Lee Moon for the music we use every week. And uh, tune in next week and join us and find out what's going on in the Tesla life. Thank you, Lee Good Moon. Good night, everyone. Have a great week. <laughs>